Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today on the podcast, we are, that's right, I, I, I first of all, I want to come out as a hypocrite and a human being because last week I broke my embargo. I'm talking about Taylor Swift, and this week I am breaking my embargo. Um, I'm talking about the Kardashians. I'm breaking my own heart, guys, because I, you know, I wish that I was a better person, but I just simply am not. And it's just too good of, you know, a timing and a conspiracy theory that also dabbles in celebrity. I mean, come on, guys, you know this is my sweet spot. So this week we are talking about the theory that the Kardashians are witches. Witches, a very powerful group of witches, and that they together drain and suck the life and soul out of men that they are with. And we're just basically going to kind of dive into it, have some fun, see if this theory holds any legs, get a little bit into the history of witches, why this theory is sexist and kind of like all of those aspects that play into witchcraft. And then later on, we're going to have a floozy come on for a little bit of a segment here because she is a practicing witch and she's going to be our voice of reason here, letting us know what she thinks about the theory, lending some more insight into this topic. So before we get into it, I just, uh, I was on chat GPT because here's the thing. Has anybody else noticed people keep saying spooky season? And I just think, you know, there's more alliteration out there. So this episode does line up with spooky season, but I went over to chat GPT and here are some other, just if you want to try it on for size, right? If you're listening to this Monday, we got one more day into Halloween. You could say it's creepy climate, frightful fall, the haunting harvest, the petrifying period which is every period am I right ladies um (laughs) the chilling chapter what else the dreadful days I don't know I thought maybe I thought maybe would do a little bit more than just spooky season but without further ado let's dive right into this kind of wacky theory that's going around and what's very interesting before we even get into it you know I love a good SEO conspiracy theory the original one of all time was the theory that Walt Disney was chirogenically frozen. And that was kind of like a playground rumor that I remember growing up. And then cut to, what was it, maybe like 2015, they released the movie Frozen. So then the minute you put in Walt Disney Frozen, you know, they say, oh, it would just go to the movie. Although here's the thing. If you put in Walt Disney Frozen, it does go to the chirogenically frozen rumors because obviously I've Googled that before. But if you put in Disney Frozen, you're just going to get Elsa and Anna and Olaf, and that blonde guy with the beanie on, you know, so you're not going to see the rumor. So, you know, basically pairing up two nouns for something different is helpful to lead people off of the case. And we talked about this in last week's episode with Caroline Calloway, uh, the theory that Taylor Swift dated Maddie Healy from the 1975, because then if you type in Taylor Swift 1975, you see her with Maddie Healy when previously, before, when they weren't dating, if you typed in Taylor Swift 1975, you would see her and a Miss Carly Kloss maybe potentially allegedly kissing 10 years ago at one of their concerts. And by the way, I had a dream last night that I'm just speaking it on the podcast right now, because if it comes true, I want to get credit for it. Um, that Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss were with a group of girls. It was like after the Met Gala or something. And they were in a parking garage wearing sparkly dresses. And then they all got into an elevator that turned into a roller coaster. Anyway, I'll stop. I know dreams are always boring to retell, but in case that ever happens, How fun would that be? A few of you guys have written in and said that I was in your dream once, which is just so funny. I love that. That's awesome. I hope we did something cool. Anyway, getting back to the SEO conspiracy theory, if you are watching the latest season of the Kardashians or you're doing what I do, which is, you know, spend too much time on TikTok and then you see clips of the show, you'll know that right now, Courtney and Kim are in a fight. It started with like some drama about... Courtney's wedding and Kim networking at her wedding instead of just being there for her and having some sort of deal with like Dolce and Cabana, whatever. They were fighting. It seemed like they patched things up. Then the newest season came out and they're fighting again because allegedly, you know, they both watched the old season and they listened to each other say on air all of this nasty stuff about the other sister and it riled up all the feelings again. So the latest drama happened, there was like a phone call between Courtney and Kim and Courtney was basically calling out Kim saying like, you're a narcissist, you're insane, all you care about is wealth and money and like getting more, more, more. Oh my God, it's giving 
Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) You have everything, but you still want more. And at one point, Courtney says to Kim, you're just a fucking witch and I fucking hate you. Calling her a witch. Anyway, so I'm thinking maybe she is one, you know, we'll get into it. But it's interesting that now it is a little bit of that SEO play because when I was doing research for this and typing in Kardashian's witch, I had to really go into page six to find some stuff because the whole front page of Google was all Courtney's quote to Kim that she's a witch. So what is this witchcraft theory? Let's dive into it. The Kardashian curse, and believe me, curse is with a K. So this is basically a theory that's been spread around the internet that every man who gets romantically involved with any of the Kardashian or the Jenner sisters, which, you know, I'm going to kind of debunk this theory at the end, but I think it's ridiculous that like, you know, if you're a Jenner, you're not a Kardashian, right? Like you have the same mother, but they say that it comes through a different side of the family. But anyway, the the curse says that if you get romantically involved with a Kardashian or a Jenner, you will suffer a fall from grace and your life will be ruined. They say that the Kardashians have all of these men that they leave in their wake who fall subject to scandal and personal turmoil and disaster and addiction and drama, basically your life will be torn apart if you ever date one of them. And it's funny because the Kardashians have kind of addressed this. So Kylie Jenner explained this theory in an older episode of the show saying, the Kardashian curse is that every male figure that comes and dates a Kardashian, their life just kind of goes downhill after that. Now already, I'm just brainstorming. No bad ideas in brainstorming. Date women, especially you, Kendall, looking at you, Kendall, looking at you, Kylie, too. Also looking at Courtney. I I could look at any of them other than Kim. Have you guys tried dating a woman? Anyway, woman, woman, singular or plural, do whatever you want. Okay. They also recognized this theory and kind of gave it some air on a later episode. And this was when Scott Disick brought up the rumor. He was out to dinner with, um, who was it? It was Kim and Chloe. And he showed them this TikTok video. Imagine making like this stupid TikTok edit video about how the Kardashians are witches. And then before you know it, they're all watching it on their show. So Chloe kind of expanded a little bit more on this rumor that was in the TikTok video. She says, it says that many moons ago, a woman in our family made a deal with four witches. It was wild. And the video on her phone says that the woman in their family sold their soul to four witches in Armenia for all the women in her bloodline to always have fame. So I found a deeper explanation of this. This was over on uh, a Twitter thread at your thread queen, queen with a W. I will say before I get into this, yeah, like I'm reading a theory and this is the long drawn out theory. I also think it's um, insane and I have no idea who came up with this. Like this is not... This is not a peer-reviewed study, okay? So just, anyway, now we're going to get into it. Here's how the theory goes. The legend. They say that the Kardashians in their family, uh, you know, many generations back, their great, 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 great grandmother, her name was Kiko Kardashian, and she sold her soul to the dark forces. Apparently, Kiko was this beautiful woman. She was known for having dark, long hair, but she had this life that was filled with a lot of hardships and heartbreaks. So when she was 19, Kiko had a daughter with a man who left her, and she really, really wanted her child to have a better future. So she sought out this witch clan that was in the woods. And this clan was known for dark magic and ancient spells that Armenian leaders didn't tolerate. So that was why the clan practiced deep in the woods because, you know, they wanted to do it away from watching eyes. So Kiko walked for days into this forest to meet with the clan, despite her family telling her not to do it because her family said the witches would ask for more than she could offer. But finally, Kiko walks for days and she arrives in this clearing that's surrounded by all of these shadows. Even that sentence, a clearing that's surrounded by shadows, like what? Anyway, um, so Kiko cries out to the witches and she offers her soul in exchange for beauty and fortune for every female descendant in her lineage because she doesn't want them to have the hard life that she had and she wanted nothing else. So the witches told her that, I don't know, to do some sort of dance whatever. They told her to dance and they did a deal. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. We're going to wait until the expert comes on to tell us what she thinks about this. But that's what they say. Basically that she sold her soul, that she ended up 
living out the rest of her life in her woods. Her daughter went back with her family. And then from that point on, every female descendant in the family would grow up to be beautiful and the beauty would eventually result in fortune. Now, I will say they've gotten some work done. I'm not saying that they weren't beautiful, but I would just think that if you're going to be someone deemed with this curse slash blessing of being like unbelievably beautiful. Do you know what I mean? And look, I say that with no hate in my heart. You guys know I talk about everything that I've gotten done. But anyway, so that is the theory. So Scott says that and Kim starts joking like, oh my God, guys, do you think like I should never date again? And then Chloe went in and was talking about how this theory is super sexist. So I want to shout out, there was this great article, I think it was on Medium by Katie Anderton, and it was called The Kardashian Witch Theory Stinks of Misogyny. So I'm just going to read some quotes from this because I thought it was a very, very interesting piece that she did. So she starts it off by saying, witchcraft, despite what Hollywood movies, history books, and various religions state is not a dark practice. It's a form of spirituality adopted by many women, one that brings them solace and understanding of the universe. And then she talks about how the history of demonizing these witches and women in general dates back to this very misogynistic man named Henrik Kramer, and he was the catalyst for the witch trials. She talks about how the hunting of witches was this patriarchal tool, and it was used to kill women who weren't conforming to these rigid gender rules back in the day. So if you were an unconventional, a powerful, an unmarried, a non-gender conforming woman, woman, oh my God, this is going to be a hard episode, that you would be one of the main targets of these witch hunts, and that all of this stuff that this guy Kramer basically was spouting off back in the day is still existing today. And I really like this quote that she says here. She says, in society, women are still accused of unethically climbing their way to the top. Flirting, sex, crying, and even witchcraft are suggested way before actual hard work. Similarly, when a woman fails or experiences hard times, she is always to blame. For men, it's the opposite. Any success they gain is through their hard work and perseverance. Any failings or struggles are usually blamed on the women in their life. Mothers, girlfriends, wives, daughters. It's textbook misogyny. And we're going to see that, I mean, immediately the first example I thought of was Kanye West, right? Like everything he's saying, everything that he did, we're going to get into it. Um, But people go, oh my God, it's because the Kardashians drove him crazy. Seriously? And, you know, a couple weeks back we did an episode all about the NFL. And we see this with athletes all the time when, you know, some, I don't know, guy like, drops the ball or isn't doing well they're like it's his girlfriend it's his wife like she's distracting him she's doing this which is just absolutely crazy because like when whatever you guys are gonna get mad but whatever okay when selena gomez like has a bad live performance which let's be honest is most of them i'm sorry she's not the best vocal performer nobody's like oh it's like justin bieber's fault oh it's like the weekend he distracted her like never never it's always like the fault of the woman Which, by the way, you could say that everything that's gone wrong in Selena's life does kind of lead back to Justin Bieber, but you would have to check out an episode we did about a year and a half. I think it was called Selena and Justin and Haley's Here Too or something like that. It's all about their blind items. Absolutely wild story. Something else I wanted to talk about I thought was very, very interesting. Um, You know, while we're on the topic of like misconceptions of witches throughout history, one of the things I want to talk about are black cats. I mean now's the time. And I'm not going to say spooky season. I'm going to say, what was, what one did I like? The petrifying period, because <laughs> we're in petrifying period right now. So black cats nowadays, they're associated with bad luck and with witchcraft. And like, you'll see them, you know, during Halloween. So how did black cats basically get this like bad rep? So back in the 14th century, black cats were actually worshiped as gods. And I feel like cats, I know that cats were very, very big in Egypt. And look, I like love the supernatural and the woo woo stuff. And I know that if you're or at least what I've read online, is that if you're dealing with like a haunted house or bad spirits, you want to get a cat because a cat will protect you from that. I just feel like cats are always very intertwined. So anyway, around the Middle Ages, and then I'm going to say some stuff and then I'm going to talk about a different lens of it because some people kind of rebuke what I'm about to say. But they say during the Middle Ages, the black cat became affiliated with evil because they were nocturnal animals. So... This came from a video that Neil deGrasse Tyson, which by the way, we could one day do a mini episode on him. I feel like for being a, I don't know, like scientist, astronomer, astrologer or whatever, he's got a lot of drama and he like appears in the blind items. So 
who would have thought? Anyway, he was talking about the plague. And he said that the plague was spread by fleas. Fleas were found on rats and mice, which were like commonly in households back then. But the exception were homes with cats. And because cats were primarily owned by women, the women were accused of being witches because they didn't get the plague. But really, it was just the fact that the cats were around them. And that's why they weren't getting the plague. Whatever. Then I saw another comment online. This is just like the way the world works nowadays. And somebody as a historian was saying, this is absolutely untrue. And like me and so many other historians hate that Neil deGrasse Tyson is just like talking about history when he should be talking about astronomy. And this historian basically said that there's little archaeological archaeological evidence for the argument that fleas on rats were responsible for the plague, that now we're pretty sure that it was fleas on people and the plague's ability to be passed through uh, aerial transmission that was responsible for the spread. So... Anyway, I'm just putting both thoughts in there. Obviously, um, I am not a historian. I am a gailer, so I don't know what's what, but there you have both in there. Anyway, but this historian continued on talking about black cats, and they said that the black plague is also too early for the negative association between cats and women who are accused of witchcraft. So apparently they were saying cats, which now this makes me want to do a whole freaking episode about like the history of cats and stuff, because now I'm just getting into it. But they said cats were very highly valued throughout history because, you know, obviously they're killing all of these bitches that are eating like grain and have fleas on them and all of this like nasty stuff. So they were very prized creatures and farms and monasteries, especially during the medieval period, because rats and mice would nibble on like the manuscripts and the pieces of paper and the cats would kill them. So we don't really see cats being negatively associated with witchcraft until the witchcraft scares of the 15th century. Um, so that's like centuries after the plague. Anyway, that was a little, ooh, little history lesson. Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Quince. If you know anything about me, you know that I like feeling luxurious, but being frugal, and that is why I'm so excited to tell you about Quince. They're basically this company, they're a go-to place for luxury essentials, but they have very reasonable prices, and they do this by cutting out the cost of the middleman and working directly with these top factories themselves. So all of their items are going to be priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. You can get anything on there. You can get clothing. They have great capsule wardrobe options. I personally love all of the home decor stuff that they have. The guy I'm seeing right now, his duvet cover is from Quince. And I found out before we got the sponsorship. So I was very, very excited. It's one of the softest things I've ever slept in. They also have curtains on there that I have. And I just think it's great too. Like if you're moving into a new apartment and maybe you want like a high quality kitchen knife, but you don't want to spend like hundreds of dollars on it. You know, maybe you want silverware. I don't know. I love the home stuff, but they also have great jewelry, purses, clothing, anything that you want. So if you want to get affordable luxury with Quince, you can go to quince.com slash fluently for free shipping on your order and you get 365 day returns. That is Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fluently to get free shipping and 365 day returns. So once again, quince.com slash fluently. Let's get back to the junk food topics here. So anyway, the Kardashians were basically talking about this, how the theory is sexist. And something that Chloe was saying is, why can society blame us girls, but they would never blame men? So you're telling me that I made someone a drug addict? I made someone cheat? Um, and then Kim said, I just wish some of the guys would come to our defense, which I just think is so funny. Like, I get that people are human, for sure. But I just feel like if I was a billionaire, like, dude, I've seen their houses. And even when they're out to dinner talking about this curse, they're in like full glam. They've got like big margaritas in front of them. That's kind of why sometimes it's relaxing to watch the show because I'm just like, I want that. Like I want everything they're doing and everything they have. Anyway, so I just find it funny that like you're a billionaire and Kim's like, I wish people would come to our defense against this stupid idiot TikTok video. Like who cares? You guys have so much money. Like go to an island and party. Anyway, Kylie Jenner, too. The only person who really hasn't talked about this is Kendall and Courtney. But Kylie said that acknowledging the theory didn't help squash it. And she said in GQ to GQ in 2018, it's everyone around us that isn't used to the media attention. And we're just like, oh, that'll go away in a day. I know that these stories aren't going to matter, so don't even let them affect you, you know? And she said... 
to continue on about the theory, it's not just men, it's friends. It's people who come and just don't know how to handle it. It's the negative. There's a lot of people who love us, but also a huge handful of people who don't like us. So I feel like Kylie's trying to be a little bit self-aware there, right? And basically saying it's not the curse. It's just the fact that our media attention is kind of a curse in and of itself. Now, other pieces that are just stupid and for fun that I saw people online saying gave credence to this theory. Witches with their long nails. The Kardashians always have long nails. There was, um, remember like a year ago when Kim was working with Balenciaga and she was wearing all of those jumpsuits that had like the gloves built in? People were saying, you know, she was wearing those gloves to cover her talons, right? I mean, come on. The wigs. I don't know if witches are like I don't know, historically bald or something, but people were saying that led credence to it. Kylie once spoke about a conspiracy that was also going around that all of the Kardashians are bald and they just wear wigs. Um, Kylie Jenner is kind of a conspiracy theorist, TBH. You know, like she knew about the curse, she knew about the baldness. And if you're a member over on Patreon, patreon.com slash fluentlyforward, we did an episode like a year ago, back when I first started it, that was about all the different um, conspiracy theories that celebrities believe in. And I remember Kylie posted something about chemtrails on Twitter like years ago. Mark Ruffalo was a 9-11 truther. Kourtney Kardashian, I think, believed in mermaids. Megan Fox believes in Bigfoot. Anyway, that was a fun one if you want to check it out. And there, there are also other tiny things like Kris Jenner um, back in 2012 was selling psychic magic candles for 100 bucks a pop. And then there was one scene in the show where the Kardashians, this is like early on in the days back when Scott Disick, you know, was always wearing like polos and they go to an art museum and Rob points on a painting. He goes, oh, look at the witches. And Scott goes, oh, look, they look like the Kardashian sisters. So anyway, that is a little bit of that. Uh, we're going to get into some of the men and their history with the Kardashians to see if these pieces of evidence prove anything. And then we're going to have our esteemed guest on. So the first person that people think of when they think of men cursed by the Kardashians is Kanye, Kanye West. They think he's one of the most famous victims. So during his marriage to Kim, he was hospitalized for his first mental breakdown. He eventually revealed that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and his mental health issues ended up being a very difficult part of the pair's marriage. We talked about this with um, Amy Chan, I think maybe three weeks ago, we did an episode about that. Then also recently, of course, he lost $1.6 billion of his net worth following his anti-Semitic Twitter tweets, I guess, basically last year. I think we all remember he wrote in a tweet, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going death con three on Jewish people. And Jewish people was in all caps. So a bunch of brands ended up cutting ties with him. He... God, what a moment in time. He went on like the Alex Jones show, I remember. And it was him, Alex Jones, and some like young, fucky looking kid who's like, I don't know, controversial. I forget his name. I want to say maybe Nick Fuentos or something. And he was wearing like a face mask. And he said, God, he basically was like being a Hitler apologist, which is absolutely absurd. And I really lost respect for Lex Friedman at this time. Because then Lex Friedman had Kanye on his show. And obviously, I think he was struggling with mental health. And to me, it, you know, it seemed like he was going through a manic episode. But also, like, you know, it's one of those things that explains it but doesn't excuse it. Um, and now he's hanging out with his Australian wife, Bianca, getting his wang sucked in Italy. It's absolutely wild. Anyway, so yes, all of that happened post-meeting Kim. But I personally think, and I know you might be surprised, here's the thing, like I know we did the Kardashian embargo, but I do hear the best things about Kim Kardashian. I just hear that she's so sweet, she's such a hard worker, she's very classy, um, and I can only imagine how hard it must have been for her not to say anything bad about him or like to publicly fight with him and just kind of take it on the chin because, you know, he's the father of her kids. So anyway, that's like the main victim that people think of. I kind of roll my eyes at it in terms of the curse. The next person we have is Pete Davidson. I don't think he's really been like curse cursed, but obviously when he got together with Kim, Kanye was viciously bullying him online. I think he ended up 
right? Putting like a caricature of Pete in a music video and then killing the Pete character. So he got a lot of online harassment and Kanye's fans, which curious about who they are, you know, in this day and age, also were like massively bullying him. So that really affected his mental health. He ended up having to go to trauma therapy to deal with it. And there was a source that told uh, Radar Online afterwards that Pete felt as though he was hit by the Kardashian curse, okay? The quote says, the more he reflects on what he went through with Kim, the more Pete wants to pinch himself and ask what the hell he was thinking. His swagger was gone, and he seriously worried he'd become a long-term victim of the Kardashian curse. Now look, I don't think Radar Online, they're not like TMZ or people, so I would take that with like a fourth of a grain of salt, but anyway... Oh, did I tell you too? I might've just said this on the Patreon, but now that enough time has passed, maybe like a year ago or something, I was on a few dates with this guy in New York and I don't know why I'm giving details. I'm going to like screw myself over. Okay. Let me make it vague. This guy had a family member who worked at the same place as one of Pete Davidson's family members. And apparently this is the tea that I got. Pete's family loved Kim. She like came over. She got on really well. They thought they was a, they were a great match. They were like absolutely 100% real, but they hated Ariana Grande. Like the family did not like her whatsoever. And I, I was so, because I mean, when he told me that like a year ago, I think this is like around the time when they had just gone to the Met and I was convinced that they were like a fake couple, but he was like, no, 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 trust me. Like he talks to, like my family member talks to Pete's family member about it often. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. So anyway, um, Kim and Chris Humphreys, right? We obviously remember when she got married to Chris Humphreys and they were married for only 72 days. People think that his luck turned for the worse after the romance. Like, I don't know. He got booed at one of his games. Maybe he missed a basket. I think whatever. It's stupid. Reggie Bush. So she dated him NFL star for three years back in 2007. He used to make appearances on Keeping Up with the Kardashians at the beginning. So he was considered like a major talent in football. But then apparently after they split, he kind of was labeled like an overhyped flop and he retired shortly after. So that could be evidence of the curse. Ray J. Okay. We all know what happened with Ray J, how Kim's career appeared to get big after her sex tape with him was released. And it seems like the opposite happened in his life. And there has been, we could do one day, like a whole entire episode about, oh no, it feels kind of icky saying that, doesn't it? I don't want to do like a whole episode about the sex tape, but I think the aspects around it in terms of like who actually had it and also like they're putting it in keeping up with the Kardashians because basically it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They made this tape in Mexico when they were both 21 and it wasn't released for five years until their relationship was almost at an end. So Ray J has claimed that the sex tape was quote released like an album by Kim herself who kept the only copy of it stashed in a Nike shoebox under her bed along with like other tapes that she made with him. And then basically in like, I think maybe two seasons ago in the Kardashians Hulu show, they brought up the sex tape again as a plot line saying that like someone was threatening for it to go around and all of this stuff. And Ray J basically spoke out and here was a quote he said about it. He said, I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. I've never leaked anything. I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. I kind of believe him. So I don't know. Let's just say the current standing theory is that all three of them, Kim, Ray J, and the mom, Chris, were all involved in the sex tape. All right, let's move on to one of the other sisters in terms of curses. We have Chloe and Lamar Odom. So she married him in 2009 after dating for only a month. And once again, this was also a relationship that was documented. There was even a Keeping Up with the Kardashians spinoff called Chloe and Lamar, but she ended up filing for divorce from him in 2013 after he cheated on her, suffered a public breakdown, and became addicted to drugs. So they actually didn't finalize their drug until 2016. Um, I think we talked about this once maybe over in a Patreon episode, but he suffered from an almost fatal overdose in a Nevada brothel in 2015. So she actually decided to wait with the divorce and help him with his recovery in between those three years. 
So up next for Chloe and Tristan Thompson, I will say it was kind of funny because when I was watching TikTok videos about this like curse, some of the comments people were like, and then Kristen pulled the Uno reverse and he cursed Chloe. Like there's no way that Chloe is cursing him. She has suffered way more damage. But yeah, so she was with um, Tristan Thompson. And once again, there was also infidelity all over the place in this relationship. He was caught cheating on her multiple times, multiple times. Although at the beginning, apparently his NBA team like wasn't playing very well. So people thought the Kardashian curse was to blame for that. I don't know, whatever, stupid. Um, but yeah, they had a five-year on and off relationship. And then the last time it ended was in 2021. And that was when it was revealed that he had fathered a child with personal trainer Marley Nichols while he was still involved with Chloe. And then, do you remember this? Like, I cannot believe how this happened. Then when uh, True, their daughter, was about to be born, news broke of Tristan having a fling with the New York City strip club bartender Lainey Blair less than 48 hours before she was born. How insane is that? Like, two days, no, wait, yeah, two days before your daughter's being born, like, you hear about that. Anyway, so then they remained together, but then they broke up in 2019 when he shared a kiss at the party with Jordan Woods, Kylie Jenner's then best friend. So anyway, I think he pulled the Una reverse on the curse. Like, obviously, he's not making good life decisions, but it's hurting Chloe more than I think it's hurting him. Now, when people think of Kylie's curse, they think of her and Travis Scott, right? So they started dating in 2017 after they met in Coachella. Then they had their first daughter together, um, Stormy, in 2018. And then Air, or Airy, I don't know how you pronounce it, in 2022. And then they've, like, parted ways. I don't think they're, like, really, really together now. But the main thing that people think about was the World Festival in 2021, where 10 attendees died, way more were injured when a crowd rushed the stage. So obviously that event had nothing to do with Kylie. She was there when it happened, but a lot of people online, right, start talking about the curse when this happens. Now, there's other ones too. Like I think people say that Scott Disick went downhill after being with Courtney. With Kendall, some people reference Devin Booker basically saying that like his poor performance in the NBA finals was because of her. I don't know, whatever. She's dating Bad Bunny now, right? Did you guys watch him on SNL? I thought his monologue was fun. Anyway, uh, so we'll see if anything bad happens to Bad Bunny. We'll, kn we'll know that we should be blaming women for it. There we go. So after this, we're going to do uh, some recent Kardashian blind items, just kind of see what's going on with them. But I want to bring on our floozy guest here. So I'm excited to have on Cora. She is a practicing witch. She knows all about mediumship, protection magic, crystals, hexes, and death magic. She also has a TikTok where she speaks about her practice. She dabbles in astrology and tarot. She's been practicing all of this for almost 10 years. So obviously all of her links are going to be down below. Welcome to the show, Cora. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. And I am so excited to have you on here because you are going to be able to walk us through everything about this Kardashian curse and tell us if it reads as true. So initially up top, the first thing I want to ask you is how did you get into the field of witchcraft and kind of what's your history with this practice? Yeah. So I just kind of met some people that practice and then I just kind of fell into it and uh, realized that there was a lot of spooky stuff that happened when I was a kid and mm -hmm. it kind of just sort of went from there because I never stopped um, and it really spoke to me as a person because like a, it's all about giving back for the most part in my practice. Yes. Different people have different practices though. <laughs> Yeah. So what are the different types of witchcraft that are out there? I know most people probably think of like astrology or tarot, or some people think of crystal balls. Like when you think of the different kind of camps, what are those? Well, there's chaos, um, which, yeah, it's fun. Uh, I do practice and dabble a little bit into chaos magic because essentially it's just using what you have on hand. Like right now there's Q-tips and uh, lotion right next to me and uh -huh. I could potentially use that and band-aids so I could like bandage and moisturize a wound and then like use it as like a way to heal trauma in a Ooh. way um I've used uh the cotton balls to give people cotton mouth Ooh. if they speak badly about me so oh, that's, that's like chaos kind of magic there's also kitchen um I love kitchen witches because they just take ingredients you know when you eat like a like a spaghetti or something that's like really good and you're like how are you making this different 
like they're like it's made with love yeah no it's probably made with witchcraft <laughs> um, okay yeah there's a few I'm thinking immediately cheesecake yeah. factory brown bread you know witchcraft yeah. I mean how else do they make it so good <laughs> Olive Garden breadsticks. Yeah. Witchcraft <laughs> or, in that kitchen. Yeah, exactly. You know, even though it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's, yeah, it's chemicals. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like sugar. <laughs> yeah, witchy sugar. Um, yeah, exactly. So then there's also like, there's the garden witches. Those mm. are the people that just plant. They're, they're those friends that you have that are like naturally gifted with plants like yes. whatever they touch they can grow it it doesn't matter if you've killed it six times somehow when you bring it into their house it immediately flourishes yes you're just like I don't know how that happened <laughs> I yeah. killed six succubuses before or, you know succulents before I came here and they were yeah. just like mm, I don't know you just brought it over yeah you're like I watered it and you're like no you didn't <laughs> But I love that idea so, of talking about this as like gifts that people have, because usually mm -hmm. witchcraft is seen as like this demonic burning at the stake, like evil mm -hmm. thing. When you think of witchcraft being portrayed in media, are there some shows or movies that really get it right? And then some that really get it wrong? Well, uh, like the American Horror Story Coven okay. kind of, I didn't really like it mostly because it really just showed witches in like a bad light. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't really think of any ones where I'm like, ah, yes, that's witchcraft. Um, yeah. I would say Charmed is probably pretty good um, because it is all about like bonding, like mm -hmm. at its core, like the three sisters, how they bond and how they become stronger through their bonds. So that is a big like thing to me is bonding with other people who also practice mm -hmm. um, because without like they also gave, give me strength just as much as I give them strength and I can learn from them just as much as they can learn from me so Charmed is a good-ish like example if you take out you know the actual demon demons that they portray because those are bad <laughs> they don't yeah. look right um, and our and most speaking of that like bonding and just kind of how witches are portrayed in media and with the Kardashians are witches typically you is it like a female witch and then a male wizard or can anyone be a witch like am I just stuck in a Harry Potter thinking how does that go yeah so um a lot of people just call themselves a witch doesn't matter mm -hmm. um they don't care if they're male female non-binary anywhere they're they just call themselves a witch because I mean a warlock I think it was it's like a oath breaker mm. and like we, it's not like that um because mm. you're so a lot of people as well think of witchcraft as like a religion and it's not. So you can't really break an oath that never existed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. more of a practice. You can be Christian and you can be a witch or you can be atheist and you can be a witch. It doesn't matter. There's all over the spectrum. Anybody can do it. And it's really like if you just put your mind to it in a way and like believe it, it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cliche. <laughs> No, I love that. I even too love the things like, I feel like we all grew up, right? Being like, mm -hmm. it's bad luck to walk under a ladder. If you spill yep. something, throw salt over your left shoulder. Mm -hmm. I remember I went through a couple months where I was having nightmares every night and I got on mm -hmm. witch talk and they said, if you fill a glass with water and put salt in it and put it underneath mm -hmm. your bed. And I mean, my hand to God, like I stopped having nightmares. Yep. So I just love those little, almost like beginner like I don't know mm -hmm. laffy taffy rapper ideas of witchcraft which yeah. I don't know if they're true but I feel like it's a fun way to get like everyone involved in it oh yeah I put lavender under like in a vial underneath my in like my pillowcase so that like it, you know it helps you sleep yeah like and even just little things like that like I just I don't know I just love the idea of um there's just a whole big world out there and nature and earth and we can be using it and I just feel like witchcraft really dives into that so yeah Speaking of the Kardashians, this idea of a curse, you know, a, a family lineage having men enter yep. their life and they suck them dry and ruin them forever. What's your initial take on this Kardashian curse? And what do you think of it? Uh, sexist. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really quite sexist, especially since Rob's not included in that. And if you look at his relationship history, it's not great. Yes. It's not fabulous. Yeah. Um, and then as well as like I was kind of going through the doc, I was like, why are Kylie and Kendall a part of this? Yes, because they're not they're Kardashians. They're not Kardashians. They're Jenners, <laughs> which I'm going to throw this out as a theory. I think it's coming from Chris. You think the bad energy or the theory? The, the theory should actually be from Chris. Because if yes. you look at her mom, her mom went through like two marriages and like her, like 
long-term life partner like was an alcoholic mm-hmm. he was not great and then if you look at Krista's sister as well like she got divorced and had to put out a restraining order on the man interesting like, yeah and they, they try it. to say you know you could also say that this theory is both sexist and also racist as well because they're like yeah. oh it's the Armenian, it's Armenian side of their family yeah which doesn't make sense at all if like Chris would be included in it anyway. um, Mm -hmm. And like you said, once again, everybody forgets about Rob. And, you know, I think that I don't even know if this was like a big theory that was condensed into TikTok videos that went viral. Um, But obviously there was like this insane thread that I came across reading and they say, you know, this person went into the woods and then they had to dance for the witches. They had to get naked and put like a dead hedgehog on her head and a leopard's tail on her behind. And they ordered her to dance. That just sounded absolutely insane to me. So I didn't even talk about it, you know, in the beginning section of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your take on that as well. Is any part of witchcraft include animals and dancing? They can include animals. And yes, you can do like music witchcraft and there's a lot of people that channel their stuff through music um musical witches do exist uh usually they're not doing curses like this yeah um it's more along the lines of like imbuing your music with with an emotion to make you feel joyous or calm and at ease and things like that i see that all over tiktok all the time Mm -hmm. um it exists but with dead animals yes that does also exist it's usually used in like hexes curses um i've also used it as well to um like help things pass along um Mm. so like if you pass i'll pass like a deer on the side of the road and um i will sometimes just kind of like look at that animal and like try and reflect on that animal's life Mm. i know um i had an ex-friend he's not a friend now but he actually made it so that his hexes you would have to literally uh, boil a living creature alive Ooh. that is meaningful to you yeah oh my god that's yeah. mean so not even like a that's, lobster yeah from the so like you store. would have to be like mm, my cat <laughs> um but yeah so y- there are some people who can like really go hardcore um and I, I don't personally do too too much with that stuff mostly yeah. because um not because it's like dark magic or evil magic or anything along those lines there is no good or bad it's more along the lines of just like I don't want to fuck with that yeah <laughs> I just don't want to mess with it um it's uh, most of my hexes or curses that I put on they can usually be broken pretty like not easily mm-hmm. but like once the action stops it stops the hex or the curse or whatever yeah so what's a sign Which of like if you feel like you've been cursed is that just like you keep having bad luck or I don't know, like birds are dropping dead on your windshield when you're driving? Like what are some signs? I of, wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, you it's can more pick like, them up and uh, boil them. Yeah. Right. I boil it. Obviously. <laughs> no. Um, it's more just like bad luck and you just feel like all around like icky, mm. just like heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's not like, cause I have depression. There's a different feeling between like, Oh, I'm depressed. I don't want to move. And like, oh, something's like seriously wrong and you can't like pinpoint what exactly it is. That's kind of a sign of like a hex or a curse. Now, curses are usually longer lasting. So you'll hear a lot of generational curses, which is what we're dealing with here. Or you'll, whereas like a hex will last, you know, anywhere from a week to 10 years, (laughs) depending on if you don't like for myself personally, like I said, if you stop doing what you're doing that caused me to hex you that's when the hex stops so you could literally have the hex until you die you know so, so. that's the only way to get rid of this yeah. is to stop the bad action to stop the bad action or you could do like a really deep cleanse mm-hmm. so some people do it by just taking a shower and just like scrubbing themselves like really hardcore it's like, like a whole new side raw. of tiktok they're like i'm doing my everything shower because i've been yeah. hexed you know and they're yeah. using like the special scrub sucks. yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. um or they'll do like to another way is like they'll do like a saging don't sage don't do that saging depending on don't use white sage we'll just say that yeah i heard um, you're not supposed to is that because it's a native american practice or something it's it's Native American, and as well, um, it's also like a sacred thing for them, okay. and it's uh, endangered. 
Oh, okay. So like we harvested too much of it for ourselves. Mm. Um and they have started going hey don't do that yeah. <laughs> and we're still doing it <laughs> okay so you know don't do that uh palo santo is another thing that i've seen be like hey don't use this but actually palo santo can only be harvested from a tree that's been like dead for a couple of years oh, so those are like the sticks that you burn those right? are the Rather sticks than... okay yeah. mm-hmm. sure you can yeah. you can also just cleanse yourself with like lavender like just you love you that like leaves of lavender and like just smoke up your room <laughs> love it okay yeah. so back to this curse and this idea of yeah. it generational curses they yes. do typically exist now this mm-hmm. one isn't reading as true to you can you point out some of the things that just set off alarm bells to you so then that way you know when we hear about yeah. this in the future we can go oh okay if I see that I know that it's going to be you know a fraud yeah I mean I would I would point it more as like generational trauma because mm. that is they can get kind of muddied um so the reason why i think it's trauma is because they saw their mom do this and so they're repeating their parents actions mm. now so w- the way that i look at like a curse is if like you know mj i don't know had a really bad boyfriend and then chris had a really happy life but like or a really happy marriage but like a really bad financial situation Mm-hmm. That would be more along the lines of something that's a curse because a curse won't necessarily just like affect one aspect of your life. It's kind of going to affect a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. if you look at MJ, MJ married, like got with a millionaire or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, like she does not have like normal people problems. Yeah. You know, and like when you look at like the Kardashians and the Jenners, I don't see them as people that have like, a curse it's more along the lines of oh i've seen my mom just like be treated like shit so therefore that's the love i should expect to retrieve when so you it's think kind of, of the idea of being yeah. like oh these famous like talentless people who are now invited to the met gala and almost all of them are billionaires oh they're mm-hmm. cursed i'm like if that's a curse yeah. then like put it on me my god you know like that's please. crazy yeah pretty please but i do like this idea that like they talked about the idea of um fame kind of being this like infection or curse that does spread because once you're tainted with it and we see this with all celebrities anyone else in their life I think who is it I think Robin Williams had a quote where he said if you want to be rich and famous try being rich first and see if that gives you everything you're looking Mm -hmm. for so I find it very interesting that um some of these people who want to be famous I think fame literally only brings downsides so that's probably what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, with these folks. And that being said, speaking of things that are generational, I don't think any of the next generations of Kardashians, you know, Penelope, uh, North, uh, Saint, I'm like forgetting some of their names. I don't think any of them are going to have easy lives just because they're born into the Kardashian family, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter, no matter what, they're always going to be followed around. Yeah. They're always going to be looked at for Mm -hmm. ever. Can you imagine when you were like 14 and your puberty yeah. years going? No, the I pu- don't want like, <laughs> I, I cannot, like, I really hope that they just ship those kids off to like a boarding school and kind of do the whole, you and you see some celebrities, like nobody saw Surrey Cruz for a little bit until she was like 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, you know, for sure that they're all going to be on Instagram and TikTok yeah. live, like putting on yeah. like pimple patches for her hormonal acne yeah. or something. And, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be like this saved my skin. And it's going to be like, you know, Kendall's proactive commercial again. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I bet like once the girls start getting their periods, they're going to put out like a Kardashian line of tampons and they'll oh be God. like, we can monetize your puberty. Like, let's do it. You know? No, it'll, it'll be with like the, like the thinks panties, <laughs> yeah. except skims. <laughs> Yeah, Skims period panties, which yeah. is wild. Or like a full Skims bodysuit. Are you on your period? Just wear a Skims bodysuit. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, just like <laughs> want to eat ice cream. And everybody on their period wants to be in suffocating shapewear, obviously. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Now, before I let you go here, I would just love to get your take on celebrity witchcraft. I know that like some celebrity alleged witches, right? We have Megan Fox, Lana Del Rey, Angelina Jolie. Is there anyone that you just know of throughout the years where you're like, oh, this one celebrity, I could definitely see dabbling in this practice. 
Oh, Gazelle, the one that married Tom Brady, she absolutely is oh, a witch. Gazelle, yes, yeah, and she's heard... absolutely a witch. So, what have you heard about this? I just heard rumors that like she would do things to help, and I mean, Tom Brady is literally the goat, and nobody knows how he's been able to, you know, be so successful for so long. Mm-hmm. So, what do you know about well, her? First of all, just take a look at Tom Brady now post divorce. Mm. That's kind of proof is in the pudding right there he does not look good um and i bet you he hasn't changed anything that he's doing other than like hopefully seeing his kids more but you know um but she i'm pretty sure she's like gone on record and talked about like how she does like witchy stuff Mm. like and like brady has also talked about how like she literally like sent him with an altar like that's like something to go to that, practice like, like, with like crystals and stuff yeah like yeah. just like go to games she he just she was just like take this it's yours now and it's just like crystals and like stuff and she's like right before the game just meditate on this elder for like an hour or for like you know 10 minutes or something like that just some time to you in this little space of crystals he's like and it helped me win my super bowl and then as well i think um he's quoted as saying like oh she looked at me one day and was like this year's not your year and then we didn't win the super bowl like we didn't get into the playoffs at all and then like the next year i asked her is it going to be my year and then that year they won the super bowl and she was like yeah it's going to be your year like that idea is just like so calming and so attractive to me and then it's also such a shame because talk about right once again these ideas of like sexism and misogyny especially in athletics so many people are like it's the wife to blame the girlfriend like she's not giving him enough head or she's like bringing down his mood (laughs) and meanwhile like here's Giselle like doing all of this stuff for her man you know yeah yeah and I'm pretty sure she's from like Brazil which is a huge like they have a lot of brujas there Mm. um, which is Mexican hispanic magic um close practice so i can't really speak too much on it i'm too white Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um they themselves like have their own special brand of magic and because it's passed on through generations like you learn from your mom your mom learns from their mom so on and so forth the magic then kind of like almost like stacks in a way if you know what i mean like Mm. it's it's very interesting because it comes through the ancestry line then yeah, well, that's it. incredible. If anyone listening, you know, has any experience with that, let me know. Cause one day we got to do a Tom Brady and Giselle episode yeah. and, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see his life, you know, allegedly go post. downhill post-divorce. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It's not allegedly. <laughs> I'm going to look at him and I'm like, I don't, he used to be attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. What happened, buddy? Like you in like a year. <laughs> but I have heard of women. And I will say every time I break up with someone, um, the guy loses his hair or he ends up yep. getting like a mm-hmm. gray hairs and stuff like that. And you hear mm-hmm. of girls saying that on TikTok and maybe mm-hmm. that's just because, you know, that's what happens when men get older, but I do love this idea of being able to leave someone and then like watching one aspect of their life turn. It's just a very oh, yeah. interesting concept. It's yeah. rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing that, um, a lot of my, like one of my witchy friends said to me was that when their exes would like start having like a really good life and everything like that, be like, I can do better. And then they'd leave and everything went to trash right afterwards. Like yeah. that's, and my friend was just like, yeah, that's because I was putting a lot of energy into you and now I'm not. Yes. So I, I part of me, not to be like sexist towards men, but like part of me feels like a lot of women do have like an inherent like nature towards this because we do kind of want to give more, whereas men are like, I want power. And like, that's how they kind of go into it a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. That's why I personally see a lot of gay men doing it they're like no we gotta we gotta fight it a little bit so yeah 100 yeah. percent. god well I cannot I thank you enough for yeah. reaching out and coming on here and just kind of yeah. lending your advice so obviously we'll see what happens with the Kardashians you know maybe who yep. knows maybe this younger generation will actually I don't know get into successful loving relationships and never have a scandal and then we'll know that something's changed but I kind of doubt it yeah. right well I'm kind of looking at like Courtney's kids and being like because mm, they're they don't treat her well <laughs> no uh, no they like openly drag the way that like North will openly drag Kim on her lives mm-hmm. and I think I saw a clip yeah. of Penelope telling Scott like he needs to date woman his own age for once or something and I'm like wow this new generation's ruthless <laughs> yeah yeah 
Okay, so a huge thank you to Cora for coming on. And now we are just going to end this episode with some fun recent Kardashian blind items to see what's going on with this wicked family, okay? So the first blind item, you probably would have already heard something kind of about this when we did our NFL episode two weeks ago. But yeah, there's been rumors that Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian might be something. Well, the blind items put a kibosh on that, okay? They say, the NFL QB in the reveals does not play the game the illiterate reality star is playing. He has called her out more than once for planting PR garbage about them, and he will do it again and again and again until she is embarrassed enough to stop. So I think that's very interesting, too, especially considering that we just talked about Tom Brady and Giselle, and Giselle allegedly being a witch. There was a recent blind item here saying, at an after Oscars party, this A-plus list reality star went home with the former A-list NBA player who has spent a lot of time getting drunk and been on a bunch of reality shows and is not named Lamar Odin. So a lot of people were uh, theorizing that that could be Kim Kardashian and Dennis Rodman. This was an interesting one. Um, Kim Kardashian, you know, I've been seeing her lately. I see her a lot on TikTok with Northwest or also like times that North will be calling her out. Every time I see Kim, she looks younger and younger. And I know that we know of some of the plastic surgery work that the Kardashians do. I know one of the facials they get, I believe is called Morpheus. I've also heard that it stings like a million bees. It's like one of the worst pains on there. So I just like, I can't, it's not for me. But at any rate, here is a blind item about it. It says, with no discernible talents, she's famous for being famous. She's a household name after almost 15 years on the scene, but she's barely recognizable from what she used to look like when she first started out. She continues to deny going under the knife except for minor procedures, but that's a big lie. She's had so much work done that her plus one to many Hollywood events is the manager of her plastic surgeon's office. Our gal relies on the office manager to sneak her in and out, and she has her personal phone number on speed dial. She invites her to all of the best parties and in return is guaranteed that her surgery secrets won't be revealed. And there was an article associated with the reveal of this website um, and it was saying plastic surgery denier Kim Kardashian admits to getting Botox in her neck. Something that I'm literally dying to do this year is finally get Botox in my armpits. Just give me Botox in the armpits. You know what I mean? The only thing is I think... Um, that's a lot of units. <laughs> the pits are kind of big and there's two of them. So it's very expensive to get. But we hear of celebrities getting Botox in their feet. So that way it's easier for them to wear high heels. I've been seeing people on TikTok talk about getting Botox in your trapezius muscles to like, you know, flatten down that area between your neck and your shoulders. I think they call it Barbie Botox. I've been interested in getting Botox in my masseter muscles because if you have TMJ or you clench, that helps. Although sometimes that can go wrong and then you have a weird smile. And I think it also slims your face. And like, I'm always trying to widen my face. You know what I mean? But I will say like Kim looks, I don't know what she's getting done other than the Morpheus and Botox in the neck. She just looks incredible. Like every time I see her, she looks younger and younger. Um... Let's see, Khloe Kardashian, so she changed her son's name, Tatum's name, over a year after his birth, and this was just a blind item saying, if you had any doubts that the reality family treats the youngest generation like commodities, the birth certificate issues should convince you that this is the first and only thing they think about when it comes to the offspring. And I know it's just so sad that these kids are already going to be commodities of the family, all the way down to the fact that they're picking their name based off of probably what future merchandise they could sell off of the name. And I don't know if you heard about this. We talked about this over on patreon.com slash forward, but there was a TikTok theory going around that some celebrities name their kids fake names, basically. Like a lot of people were referencing Apple Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter, there's this theory going around that her name isn't actually Apple. It's, I don't know, like Tracy or something. But they say that it's Apple because that's what the public will then go crazy with. And then they can keep her real name a personal, private, family secret. So that way it feels, I don't know, closer or something. I don't know if that's true. I haven't like dug into it to see if it has legs. I just think that it's an interesting theory. And whoever came up with it, my hat's off to you. Now, there's another blind item here. At the same time that Kim Kardashian has been 
put with Tom Brady for like rumors of an alleged relationship. She's also been put with Odell Beckham Jr., who's another NFL player. And this blind item said, referencing that, a new season of the show that no one watches begins next week. So the momager decided to leak to knee pads, which is People Magazine, and the guy with his head up her butt, which is Harvey of TMZ, that the illiterate reality star is dating the has-been A-list NFL player. That will make people watch. And people that I've talked to who like know more about NFL than I do, just in case you didn't listen to our NFL episode, they were saying there's no way Kim would be with OBJ just because he used to be great. He used to do all of those one-handed catches or something. And now he's kind of like a has-been, a little bit of a flop, and Kim Kardashian wouldn't want to date like a flop in the NFL. Um, Okay, another blind item. This reality star, Kim Kardashian, let it slip that the showrunner, Ryan Murphy, is doing some writing on one of his shows. And, I, he, you know, Ryan Murphy, he did Glee, he did American Horror Story. And I think the big drama here, like, obviously, he's writing on his shows. I think the drama is just that he's writing on his shows while there's a strike happening, just in case somebody listens to this episode a year in the future. And they're like, yeah, of course he would be doing writing on his own shows. But the nay-nay was that the strike was going on. And then the last one we have here about Kim Kardashian says, this A-list, illiterate reality star is trying to purchase this iconic sunglass company that was everywhere in the 80s. And they think that could be about the company Ray-Ban. So I always love like little detailed, intricate blind items like this because We'll be finding out, right? Like if Kim Kardashian starts wearing a bunch of aviator sunglasses, we know what's coming next. But I think it's an interesting, the Kardashians, I got to say, they're good. I think they took some time off from the spotlight. They're like, you know what? It's going to be Taylor Swift mania. We're going to take some time away. We're going to be quiet a little bit. We're going to be cottagecore-esque, even though I think Kylie like literally just launched a clothing line as I record this today on the 24th, 25th. But, you know, they put Kendall with Bad Bunny. They put Kylie with Timothy Chalamet. Kim is kind of like a free agent. And I think they're gearing up for something big. And maybe it's going to be this cottagecore, 80s, aviator, sunglasses type of situation. But the one thing we know for sure is we'll never get rid of them because they're witches. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so thank you for hanging out with me and with Cora. Um, I think we can say it's safe to say we have debunked the Kardashian curse, but you know, it was fun to put the tinfoil hat on. And then it turns out the tinfoil hat, I believe, um, was just racist and sexist, right? I don't think that there's really any legs to this curse. And if anyone's going to stop it, it is Tristan Thompson, who is trying his damnedness. So thank you for hanging out with me this week, and I will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Have a great Halloween, everyone. Bye.